So the men that were uh, present when George Floyd was being murdered by Derek Chauvin, there were two also on, one was on George's back and the other was on George's thighs, I believe, and trying to hold his legs down so that he didn't move. And the Asian man that was trying to keep people away from what was going on or trying to stop the officers from killing George Floyd, um, he was charged along with the other two men that were with Derek Chauvin trying to hold him down. So there were three officers holding Derek Chauvin down. One actually told the other two that were rookies not to do anything. And I think the Asian man was a rookie as well. Um, He told them to stay in place, not to move. And so they followed direction of their superior, um, which made absolutely no sense because, you know, Everybody can think for themselves, right? And when you're killing somebody, when some, when you watching somebody kill somebody, you're going to be like, hey, man, oh, that's, that's just not cool. But they just sat there and watched that man die. So their fear of Derek Chauvin was greater than saving George Floyd's life. And... um. So I thought that they had been charged federally for violating George Floyd's civil rights and not providing him medical care, not listening to him when he said that he couldn't breathe. And I thought that the trial for them to be sentenced or to be or the verdict for I thought that them going to trial for the federal civil case, civil rights case was next month. But it ended up being this month. And the verdict is that they're all guilty. And they even charged Derek Chauvin again. I cannot tell you how good it feels. But at the same time, we're not out the woods yet. We're not out the woods yet. I talk about race and different things so much that... People don't want to listen to it. Um, I say it in ways that it just, it wakes you up and it pokes at you. And and it's so bad that people just ignore me. They don't pay no attention to me now. And that's unfortunate. But at least I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm listening to him. So I'm going to let you guys listen to um, George Floyd's family members, his brother and his nephew, and um, then I'll talk afterward. Felonis Floyd, brother George Floyd, and I have my nephew with me, Brandon Williams, who George raised like a son. Uh, today is a, it's a good day for us that this is the first time that I ever seen something like this did. Four uh, white officers were convicted of killing an African-American man. Um, I know a lot of people have been texting me back and forth. Uh, I'm grateful for what all the attorneys did today. And, you know, 
they my friends, you know, because they they did a hell of a job. And after just watching what happened to Kim Potter, I was like, I'm still going to believe and I have faith because I just wanted some time to be served from somebody for what happened to my brother. Um, this is just accountability. It can never be justice because I can never get George back. And no matter how many times that I pray at night and I think about my brother 24-7, it still is going to be hard, even though we just had a federal conviction and we already had the state conviction. But times, you know, will be probably a lot harder for me still because I can't get my brother back. And at, and at the same time, I hope that Congress, the Senate, which whoever, whoever it is, they're looking at what's going on. Because if people are being transparent and they're also speaking out and that the jury said guilty, 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 then up there in Congress, they ought to go ahead and say, let's pass this George Floyd Justice Policing Act to be able to help people of color be able to understand that they can move around and understand that they won't be murdered on site. Uh, we need to end the qualified immunity. We need to end the no-knock warrants. We need to make sure there's no more chokeholds and make sure all these police officers have their federal, have their gear on, uh, dash gear, body gear, all of it. Um, also, we need to start a registry for these officers to make sure that they can't leave from Minneapolis to get to Wisconsin and get a job there after you do something bad. So this is unfortunately a bad time, but it's also a good time. Like I said earlier, uh, you come to some places and they might be wrong, but you're there for the right reasons. You know what I mean? So I just thank everybody who helped us out with this case and I don't know how to act right now because I'm getting emotional uh, I got a lot of stuff going through my head it's, this, is, this has been a journey and this has been over two years of the same stuff back and forth, back and forth but I just thank everybody for coming out um, I'm, again I'm going to thank these lawyers so much because you know, without them, we wouldn't even be able to stand at this podium right now just to be able to speak about what happened. So, uh, Benjamin Crump, I'd like to give him some credit. Um, I'd like to give Keith Ellison some credit. Uh, just so many people who had their hands in this case. And they just made it better for, for people. And I'm starting to feel like I can breathe again, but I just need you all to tell Congress Please read this. Don't let this tragedy hit your front door before you make a decision. Pass the law. Pass the George Floyd Policing Act. Thank y'all. I'm Brandon Williams, the nephew of George Floyd. I'd like to start by saying God is good. And I want to send a huge thank you to everybody that's standing back here. You know, throughout the trial, they constantly checked on us and um, made sure that we were okay, and a special thanks to Miss Selena. Miss Selena, you know you were great, and we appreciate everything. She made it um, a lot easier for us to be here because, you know, we've been there so many times since May 25th of 2020, and these visits aren't happy. And you know she did everything 
and she was so great to comfort us and, and make this a lot easier because it's hard. You know, it's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of sad nights, holidays, birthdays, and you just wish George was here because, you know, he was so family-oriented, and we miss him a lot. And, you know, it's even worse because he was murdered. He didn't die of natural causes, and he should still be here. You know, this day is historic because just not too long ago, you know, um, the murders of Amar Arbery, you know, were sentenced, uh, um, found guilty in federal hate crimes as well. And, you know, that's like two in the same week or maybe the same month. I don't know the exact date. And, you know, that's historic for this country because oftentimes, you know, officers kill black and brown men and women, and we get little to no consequences. A lot of times we don't even get charges, let alone a conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll take this small victory, you know, and smile about it and be happy, but deep down we're still hurting. You know, we want this to stop. You know, this means so much to us because we've connected with so many families, you know, that's in similar situations and receiving yeah. no justice. And, you know, I'm, I'm shaking because my first trip here, the first press conference I did, I said that we're only coming here to get some justice and accountability. You know, and today was another step towards that. And, and, and you know, it feels good. You know, we were very optimistic today and when they said that the verdict, um, that the jury was, were deliberating because we saw what happened in the Kim Potter sentencing. You know, there's no way that an unarmed black man supposedly accidentally killed and a cop is only sentenced to 18 months. You know, I, I found that very disrespectful and hurtful because, you know, I've connected with Dante Wright's family and I, I just felt for him so bad because I know what Dante meant to Miss uh, uh, Katie and Mr. Aubrey. So we were very optimistic and nervous depending on the outcome of this verdict. So Hopefully this is a step in the right direction for people that's in power to do the right thing. You know, to change laws and policies, you know, that's gonna protect people from these situations. You know, and more than anything, that's gonna hold them accountable and sends a message that says if you murder or use excessive or deadly force, yeah. it's consequences that follow. Yeah. I think when you make a statement by convicting these officers. You know, they start to feel like, hey, maybe I shouldn't do it. I can't get away with it. Because in the past, they've gotten away with it so much. So all in all, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody that played a role in this. You know, thank you to family, friends, the people that don't know us, the media, everybody that got out and protested, that just sent prayers. You know, we really appreciate it because when these cameras go away, our pain don't. So thank you all. Yeah. And uh, also, if... They can make federal laws to protect the bird, then they can make federal laws to protect people of color. Thank y'all. Well, they made a law to protect Asians. They got a hate crime bill. Um, it's something else. I, I I really like that young man and the way and what he said. He slipped in everything. Um. This is a stressful time. You know, they, 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 they've gone and divided us with COVID. Um, trying to bring us back together, acting like they're the fucking heroes. You got the Ukraine acting a fool. I mean, uh, Russia. Act, uh, not Russia. Oh, Lord. Let me get myself together here. It's bedtime, so I apologize, y'all. 
and it's Friday, and I got <laughs> woo, got me a weekend coming up, so I'm excited. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, I can't really speak on it, but what I'm gonna say is, please stop falling into the trap of paying so much attention to stereotypes that you're not watching what you're doing. It's a hard road, but we can do it together. You know, I say my things, I rant, I rave, and I say what I have to say, but then I calm back down and I actually say what I need to say, you know, what I'm supposed to say. And um, it's going to take me a minute um, because it, it's, I have to stay loyal to my people. I can't be out here sugarcoating anything, saying stuff where it makes people feel comfortable. Um, I got to say it like it is. And I got to let you know how I feel about it. Even if you don't like what I say, even if you don't like my delivery, I still have to be me. Um, the biggest part of all of this is that... <sighs> So many years ago, we wouldn't have never gotten convictions. At least they are getting convicted. And it needs to be so much so that we put an end to this. Just like the mothers who fought against drunk driving, they got so many laws changed. They did a big when they stuck together and they fought and we as people have to stick together and fight the hardest thing that I know it is for a lot of y'all out here to do is to listen I need y'all to listen George Floyd is changing the world. His murder is changing the world. I was just thinking, I just had a fleeting thought about remembering the different types of people that came from all over the world. You had witches, you had... Amish, you had everybody. And there are people in the world who want to sell us a bill of goods and make us think that um, when we all come together as a people, that it's gonna be where it'll be like the 
Um, I'm trying to turn on some music here to get rid of the background noise. Um, They're going to make us think like it's a bad thing for us all to come together. It's like the end times. And it's not. This is what God wanted for us. He didn't want us to be divided and separated and me sitting up having all these rants on on these episodes and talking about white people and talking about this and talking about that. But my people are out here suffering. You people could say, at least you're getting this, at least you're getting that. Why does it have to be at least? Why doesn't it? Why can't you say it shouldn't be happening at all? Why do I need to be satisfied with the conviction? Why can't you sit and recognize what the fuck is going on out here? You know what Vladimir Putin over there is doing is something much more deeper than what they're talking about. They don't want to tell you the truth. I was watching an episode of Big Brother. And in that episode, Lamar Odom said that the noses were taken off the Sphinx because they don't want you to know that the Egyptians had something to do with aliens. The noses are taken off the Sphinx and the um, different statues that you see because they don't want you to know what real Egyptians, not, I don't want to say real Egyptians. They don't want you to know what Egyptians look like before they started mixing with the Europeans. So if they take the nose off, they'll think, people will think, oh, it just wore off over time. But have you ever seen a big statue or a large artifact that had a face on it and only the nose was fucking snatched off of it and it was white or another ethnicity? And I hate doing these comparisons against black and white, but that's the only way I can put it. And I felt sad when he said that because I'm thinking, man, Egyptians are Africans. What the fuck are you talking about? And uh, uh, Todd Bridges was saying that he's related to three of the pharaohs. And then that's when Lamar Odom went in on this, this, and that. And Todd was like, the Egyptians like knew everything. And it's hard for people to understand that before the Egyptians started mixing or when they started mixing, when they first started mixing, even when they first started mixing and they were still, you know, not really mixed like that, like they are now, really light, uh, lighter skinned Egyptians. They are actually will help people understand God's first creation. 
If you just stop doing these fucking excavations of their tombs and stuff. Like, those pyramids are not their burial sites. They're not for you to fucking go in. And these people just coming from everywhere. Fucking digging up these tombs and opening up these tombs and shit. And you don't know what was going on back then, 3,000 years, 2,000 years ago. You don't know what these people died of. You opening up that fucking tomb. What? Guess what? What is you sniffing in, nigga? Real, like, really? What are you sniffing in? You sniffing in something that's about to give you your last breath. That's what you doing with your dumb ass. I was uh, getting ready to take this class. I took this class with this lady. It was about pyramids and shit because I didn't really know too much about them or whatever. Never really paid attention. I just thought, okay, whatever. And I started finding out about how they go in there and just dig up the... And I'm like, pyramids are fucking tombs and people go in there and dig and nosy trying to see what they was in there? Like the fucking person is dead. Why the fuck are you going in there? Digging it. This. <laughs> if y'all don't put two and two together for me, real quick, please, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This is the same shit they do to Michael. This nigga been dead for almost 13 years now, and they still fucking with him. Digging around, fans digging around, so called fans. Digging around, trying to find new music. Same shit. Same. Tell me it's not the same shit. I'm going to let y'all go. I'll holler at y'all later. I'm done. I wanted to talk about and hear, let y'all hear um, George Floyd's family talk. Um, I thought the young man was very intelligent. Uh, I was just getting way off into too much shit. And I need to cut this episode short. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for supporting me. Take care.